What's up, guys? Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones, episode 101. How we doing? In fall of 2019, I started this podcast because I had just turned 21 and Dave Chappelle had just come out with a special called Sticks and Stones, and I was ripe with inspiration. This is how I feel inside. You ever, you ever get an idea that you know is a good idea and you feel so strongly about it that you think it would change the world and then the next day you wake up and the idea just doesn't have the same emotional hit it doesn't you don't feel as strongly about it you you still think it's a good idea but the next day you're you're on to the next thing and you're you're ready to move on and you realize that some grandiose idea is too big for you to tackle um That's what hit me with Articulate. We had, everyone's always like, oh, we should start a podcast. It's kind of a meme now. But with Articulate, when it first came into being, the the ether, I think I felt so strongly about it. Because when you turn 21, there's so many things that happen with your brain. Like, of course, the age of 20, of course, all ages are important, right? But when you turn 21, it starts out and you're this you're in this new club of adults and everyone's like, oh, wow, welcome to the club. You know, you can actually go out and drink with us and you can, um, you can pretty much do anything. I mean, anything that's legal for the most part and and you're legally allowed to. And it starts out as kind of the celebration and then you realize it's kind of the same and then things start hitting differently. Um, ideas become more intriguing some ideas become less intriguing, but the ones that y- your mind just opens up to grab on to new concepts and to different perspective. Uh, I think there's something about 21 where you've gone through high school, um, you've either started college or you know been through college or you know taken another path. Um, you know whether that be a career, landscaping, uh, dropping out. It's always a, a <laughs> A possibility, um, but but when you do that, your initial years—I mean, that's what eighteen and then nineteen—you're still in your teens. You know what I mean? And then twenty comes around, and you start to get nostalgic a little bit about being eighteen, which is so weird. It's two years before. Why are you nostalgic about that already? And then twenty-one comes around, and you start to recognize patterns, and you want to figure it out. You want to, you want to figure everything out. You want to, and this is just based off of personal experience. I don't know if everybody's experienced this or not, but you want to, you want to live in an ideal world where you understand everything. And yet the more concepts that you feel like you understand, the further they expand beyond that. And they just keep expanding. (laughs) Uh, and it's scary, but it's exciting. Um, so when Dave Chappelle released that special, it had opened a new world of comedy mixed with philosophy for me. You know, say what you want about Dave Chappelle now, but that special hit right at the correct moment for me. And I knew that that night that I had the idea for the podcast and the first one, and I had all these thoughts about his special and him as a person, that I needed to get it down. And, and writing it down 
has never been enough for me. Like I, I enjoy writing. I love writing actually, but who's going to read that? You know what I mean? Have you ever written something that you think is so profound or is so goofy or you think is funny and then you try to tell somebody and they're like, why, why would I, especially if it's like more than a page, you know what I mean? Or more than a paragraph at this point, the attention span of people is, uh, unless they're your close friends, you know, it's kind of hard to, um, attract any sort of, um, cohesiveness with how they want to listen to you. But anyways, so that night I was like, this is something I don't want to give up on. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and, and not do this. So 3am go to Walmart, financially invest myself into a a microphone and create the freaking number, the, the introduction to articulate the most unprofessional Oh my God. And I was so like strong, like I'm going to smoke weed in this. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to swear, but I'm also going to like, we're going to tackle, I'm going to have skits. We're going to, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a phenomenon. It's going to be so good. (laughs) And, uh, I think it's good to have ideas like that, especially when you're young. Um, I think I'm still young, but, and I still have ideas that are naively, uh, extravagant. Uh, but looking back, I, you know, it's already two years removed. Right. And, uh, you know, being extravagant like that is, um, it's a dream, you know, it's the dreamers. Uh, and you got to respect the dreamers because, uh, if they have the drive to follow through with the dream, you know, they, from what it seems like, from what I've heard is people can accomplish anything. So podcast didn't necessarily shape out like that. Right. But it has become its own beast. It's become its own, its own creature. And, uh, I've enjoyed what it's become, really. Um, so what I did to prepare for this episode is I took a look back at all the... I couldn't review, of course, every guest that I've ever had on here. And every guest brings their own specific value to a podcast. Now, um, whether you find value in their in what they're saying or not, that's up to you. But I think that's something... That says something about me is, you know, I at least... I, I haven't deleted any episodes for the most part. Um, and I've enjoyed every single person who's come on and how excited they've been uh, to come on and, and speak their piece. And so, you know, I want to thank everybody who, who came out and did that. Um, and I also wanted to kind of look back over the, the check-in episodes or the episodes that I did by myself because those, I went back and listened to all of those. And uh, I think, again, this podcast, fucking, I need to stop saying it again. That's for sure. You, you don't say again when you haven't said it before. Freaking, I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> so the podcast has become more a, uh, is amalgamation a word? I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, the action, process, or result of combining or uniting. So that it's become uh, an amalgamation of me and the people I meet. And I think you are a product of the people that you meet in the world around you as well. So, um, of course, the episodes with people do show a little bit about me, but it's really been super interesting to take this trip back and listen to, oh my God, these, these messages of episodes. The first one being fucking meditation. The first, I I decided not to cover the first episode with Dave Chappelle because it's iconic. We don't need to go over that. Um, But meditation and uh, and breaking the routine, there was a, it was a real experience that I had. I saw all the thoughts in my head and 
and all the positives and the negatives and everything just just mixing together and, and the negatives were winning and and what it what meditation really in the end of the day what meditation really helps you do is kind of step take a step back and see those thoughts swirling around inside your mind and and to be able to detach from those even you know that's just the first part of the whole process what i realized is you have this whole database of happy memories that'll make you laugh or make you smile or put you in a positive place and you also have a database of every other single memory ever whether it's negative or neutral you know it's so you know the to get into the tripping the trippier part of the first experiences i realized that like all of those happier memories kind of detached from the from the swirl within my mind and they started you know they slowly became part of um, a database around my heart as opposed to my mind i think at this point in the podcast i was very uh still trying to figure out what people liked to listen to um and i didn't figure that out until much much later uh, it still haven't completely figured it out, as you can tell, but uh, it was that excited nature of displaying or expressing a realization that I had just come up, that I had just stumbled upon with meditation, um, and a little journey that I had with myself within meditation. And I released like a little fun episode to go with it, where it was like kind of a fake meditation, you know, hypnosis episode, but. It was a real experience that I had, and that was a big thing for me to um, actually try to tell people and hook people on that. And it was at the point in my life where I was very, very low, and you attach yourself to things when you're low, especially, you know, if it, luckily, in this case, it was a good thing, meditation, and, and breaking the routine. It's funny that I released that, and I later released uh, an episode called The Elegance of the Routine. And I think the elegance of routine, I think that's a terrible episode, but uh, I was, uh, I was almost trying to convince myself that I liked the routine where variety is a spice of life. You know what I mean? Like that's your fucking, so meditation and changing things up uh, and breaking the routine was a concept that was, uh, I approached naively in that episode, but I think still holds up as a, as an idea and I enjoyed it. I mean, and this is still when I had a, a kind of a crappier mic. Um, so a little hard to, uh, to hear me ramble and bumble through uh, and, and just try to express these things. But obviously for me, I loved it. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is again, uh, this is uh, something that I had doubled, you know, I backed out on later in life. So coming back to that episode, I was like, wow, I... I'm so smart. <laughs> it's not that I'm so smart, but it's like I should have I should re-listen to these a lot because you get so far away from the ideas that help you live and, and habits that you create to help yourself adapt. And yeah, and and the next one being music and emotional attachment. I was really on some shit uh, back then, you know? And I think I, I, I wasn't a big fan of this episode just because it was me trying to convey my amazing music and emotional attachment. I don't know. And convey some sort of structure with that. I don't want to talk too much about it just because it's just another one that you can kind of pass into the ether. I'm still learning to talk and express myself. And, um, you know, it's still, it's even the same way with the, the, the juvie story is like, yeah, I got fucked up and did like a drunk history thing. Um, and just 
uh, it was a terror. I mean, I really did tell the story in depth and I got, I got it out. So people that are truly interested, if you can get past the rough parts, then you can understand, um, how influential it was as an experience for me, but it is so cringy for me to go back and listen to and trying to play up the drunk humor type of thing. And, oh my God, which is a good thing that I'm cringing now because it was just, uh, the, the thing that I do like about that episode is that when I get the story out, there is humor involved in it. And there was a guy at college that I didn't talk to that much. I was a friend of a friend and he had listened to it and came up to me and was like, Hey man, I didn't, uh, I listened to that juvie episode and you know, I didn't know you went through all that stuff, man. It's, uh, it's really intense. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to listen to and, and have you express uh, how you felt about those things. And um, so that's why I know, I mean, that's one of the things that inspires me, but that's why I know that that episode isn't that bad. <laughs> you know, while it may be cringy and weird and naive and, you know, immature, it also did hit for some people. And honestly, getting that episode out hit for me. Like I talked through some things that I had not talked about out loud in, in ages. So, um, it was a good processing episode for sure. Uh, the next one, the shit sandwich metaphor still holds true to this day. Every day you wake up and somebody's trying to feed you a goddamn shit sandwich and you have to, you have to slap it away. You got to You have to fight for your life not to eat this shit sandwich. It's terrible. It's called the shit sandwich theory. <laughs> it's like you wake up in the morning and immediately right off the bat, someone's like trying to feed you a shit sandwich. <laughs> you just wake up and they're just like, all right, here, it's, here you go. It's time. You're like, God, can I just get, can I just get the morning, please? Can I just, and they're like, Mm-mm, you got you got to eat it. And you know, sometimes you fight it off. You, you know, you slap it away, you get up, you work out, you kind of like put on some good music or whatever, you, you know, you fight it and it's. It's nice, but, you know, it's always there. It's like somebody is just like, here, eat this. Eat, you have to eat it. And, and you know, you sometimes you take bites and you're just like, ugh, this is just bad. This is, ugh. And, but, you know, it's and it's awful. And then and the thing that sucks is, you know, you're going to wake up the next day. And there it is again. Another goddamn shit sandwich just waiting for you. And, you know, some days there isn't the shit sandwich, which is cool. Like, that's awesome. But... You know, if, if your life is like, are you supposed to appreciate the fact that you don't have to eat a shit sandwich today? Like, is that, I don't know. This is a really pessimistic point of view. And like, you know, it's not for everybody like that. But I think a lot of the world is living in a shit sandwich. Like, there are a lot of negative people that are just kind of, you know, they're just taking it. They like, you know, it's not like they like it, but they're like, well, you know, it's free. So it's like, it's, and that's, those are the people that kind of, it's like giving up, you know, it's like, it's like you feel bad and you want to stay in bed all day and you don't want to talk to anybody. And I think everybody feels that, but it's whether you fight against that or not, you know, you fight. Some people are like, ugh, and, and, and a lot of those times they don't know how to deal with it. And they try to give you, they're like, here, take a bite of my shit sandwich. And they, they, they like put your, their problems on you. It's like, no, no, no. I have my own shit sandwich coming at me. I don't need yours too. And it's just like, you got to, you know, some days you got to get your favorite food, you know, and, and apparently that's what a lot of people think too, is like, 
dude, it, it gets better. Like, it definitely does. You get, you know, you get BLTs sometimes. <laughs> you get, for me, it's like, you get chocolate mousse. And like, which is unfortunate because I really like chocolate mousse, but it's pretty close to a shit sandwich. <laughs> but, you know, you there are days when you get that. But it's like, when you're in, when the shit sandwich is constantly being fed to you, you you're just like, God damn, I know there are days when I don't have to eat this and days when I get better shit, but like, I mean, still, that means you have to go your life eating shit sandwiches. (laughs) Like, it's like, is it really worth it? Like, I mean, yeah, I like chocolate mousse a lot, but if I have to eat a shit sandwich every day to get one goddamn chocolate mousse, then like, I don't know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's rough. I was so right in, (laughs) in the, the metaphor. It's just like, I, I cannot... I I like this episode a lot. Still learning to talk, but I uh, I articulated that concept very very well. Uh, and again, another processing type of episode. And I think that a lot of people that feel the same way with depression or anxiety can understand where I was coming from with that. Funny thing about the shit sandwich metaphor is uh, I tried to go to therapy around that time. Uh, surprisingly, you know, I'm talking about problems on a fucking podcast, you should probably check out therapy but uh but I went and uh it was just like college free college therapy and it's shitty therapy that's I didn't stick with it but there were the initial guy that I talked to um you were supposed to like submit what your problems were and mine was like I feel like I'm eating a shit sandwich every day <laughs> and uh it was just an older guy that was like subbing for the actual he's like yeah I'm not gonna be a therapist but I'm just kind of in for the day um and he like read that and just cracked up he's like you know what I feel that too it's uh yeah that's real <laughs> um but anyways, the the next, the, so of course I'm eating a shit sandwich and then the biggest shit sandwich of the world, COVID comes around and, and slaps me in the face. And uh, this is kind of when I think the quality of the podcast picked up a lot. Um, not only because I got a better microphone, but I, in amid livid COVID frustrations, I was so angry, but passionate and I was excited and frustrated about everything that had been taken away from me. And that, it was funny. It's so real. It's right when COVID, we were, what, three weeks in when I recorded this. And listen to this clip from this. I, I find it hard, especially, like I said, to in this stunted, this time of like stunted growth, you know, none of us can go out. None of us can learn anything. I, I mean, we're stuck at home trying to keep our lives going like we can't even keep the economy going let alone our brains if we're just sitting at home even what we're gonna be two more weeks in this bullshit i I don't know that's the thing i i I really don't know how we're gonna do this so i thought it was gonna go on for like we had no idea i was three weeks in and i was so like boxed up in my brother's single bedroom apartment (laughs) And I had no idea how much COVID was going to be. We had, dude, COVID is wild, but uh, it's such a good episode. Like I went back and listened to it like recently, like, and so good. Like um, maybe just for me, but I think, I think I'm so removed from a lot of these episodes. Like I can admit that some of these are shitty. Like uh, I feel better. I feel that, that, that better slash deal with it. Fuck that episode, yo. That episode fucking sucks. Don't listen to it ever. A- again, half of these, half of these I should be canceled for. I don't know why anybody didn't, nobody said anything, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but amid livid COVID frustrations, I, 
it was real. It was a kid who had his life ripped out from under him, his potential life, not even. And and, and that's the thing is there's still a, a bit of naivete in that episode about, um, I, I say this thing, I say, when life comes at, or when you're, when you move out of your comfort zone or move out from wherever you know, and you move into a new place, growth has to happen. Growth is a thing that is inevitable. But when you stay in a place that you're comfortable with and you know, you have to figure out how to grow. Um, and I think that still holds true. It's very, very true. And yet, I did move out and I did get slapped in the face with growth. And it is not as exciting as I made it seem in that fucking podcast, dude. Like, I got fucking slapped, kicked, punched, thrown into a barrel roll, you know, all dusty and dirt and mud and the shit sandwich is just like every single day. I'm just taking it. I just, I just ate it all. Like every, and it was just rolling around in the mud and fucking blood, dude. It was, oh, that's how, that's how this past year has felt to me. Uh, I feel better now. Um, not a not a shit sandwich every day. Well, I get the shit sandwich in the morning, but then you kind of got to work past the shit sandwich, <laughs> especially Monday mornings, but we don't have to get into that. Um, so yeah, I mean, amid livid COVID frustrations, one of the best single episodes that I have released, and I I think I did articulate, I did the job well in that, in that episode. I feel better as the next one. Fuck that episode. I don't even want to talk about it. Double negative, the one after that, when I was back in Athens, the this is the totally not gay episode, uh, and <laughs> with me trying to express how cool and not gay I am without getting canceled, and, and yet still somehow managed to deserve to get canceled. I just, it's me back peddling on everything that I say. Uh, it's like a life update. I mean, there were some fun things that I talked about in there, but mostly it was, it was mostly kind of bragging and saying I, I don't know just talking about being it was it was nice because it was I actually where I feel better was me trying to convince myself that I felt better uh double negative was actually me feeling better which unfortunately when I do that I just brag about everything that's good in my life and and feel like I'm creative and can actually put together a cohesive I just fucking it's not don't ever listen to that one too uh same with um I spawned in New Jersey. Uh, the thing about these, both of these episodes, uh, and even I feel better, they, they're very uh, specific with what happens in my life. And I think what I liked about amid livid COVID frustrations, <laughs> that's so hard to say, but I think what I liked about that one is there was a lot of relatability uh, that could be applied outside of the specifics of the entire thing with, you know, plans getting canceled or things going astray outside of your control. There was a lot of that that I really enjoyed. Where is I feel better, double negative, spawned in New Jersey. These are all very, very specific things that I talk about. And it's like, why do I, why do I care about this kid's life? I don't, I don't, I, it's me and I don't care about what I was saying, you know, like, fuck that guy. You know, I'm in it for, I'm in it for what he is feeling. Uh, I'm in it for the experiences that he had and how that relates to me. And, uh, I think a lot of those are just too, too specific and too detail oriented. And it's like, I could, I could go two times the speed on these and still not have the 
capacity to want to finish any of this. But um, I spawned in New Jersey was, you know, it was, I, I don't know what I was doing during the shit. That was when I lived with the crazy cat lady. Um, if you don't know what that story is, I signed a contract with a lady and I explain it well in the episode, but it, I actually don't. I try to tap around it, which is the other thing is like, <laughs> uh, it's just a shitty situation that I lived with a shitty roommate and had to pay two rents for an entire year. It was bad, terrible. Um, and I spawned in New Jersey is right at the height of that. And I am still so naively optimistic and still comparing everything to my life before COVID and kind of during college, I'm comparing everything to, well, at least I'm not, you know, studying and like paying for it. And at least, you know, it's just like, dude, like, uh, yeah, you're living your life now. And I guess that's the only thing I had to compare it to, but it, I don't know. This is a, a lesson that I need, well, I should have internalized, but basically just because there are things that you think are good in your life compared to college doesn't mean they're fucking good. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, there were things that were so blaringly obviously just fucking wake up, bro, like, that's about the same time that I did Finding Elegance in the Routine, it's like, that's a an essay to prove that this life isn't that bad, or, it's because I was so, I was still riding the high from the big move, and the big transition, and the big job, and I was just, like, so excited about it, and, I mean, it was a good time, I, and listen, like, that's, that's what I'll give this episode is that I allowed myself to be high in that period. And I think you should allow yourself to be high, but I think you should also, I mean, maybe this is the stoicism that I've been kind of internalizing recently, but I think for the most part, you need to set realistic expectations and um, actually, you know, acknowledge your thoughts through perspective. So what I mean by that is say, um, Eckhart Tolle talks about this a little bit. When, when you're angry, you have to realize the thoughts that pop in your head are popping in your head through the emotion of anger. They're going through this screen of, of frustration and red passion. And so the thoughts that you have during that period, they are not necessarily valid because they're being tainted by whatever this screen is. Right. And so in a situation where I felt like I was so worldly and mindful and everything, I didn't even take a look at what screen these thoughts were coming through. Because they're high thoughts, I just latched onto them, and they were amazing. And it felt so good to actually feel high for, uh, as opposed to being depressed for my majority of my life or majority of my um, aware life. I was thinking these things through a screen of new and bubbly and I'm the shit and I'm doing amazing things out here. And so even the bad shit, I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's just going to be like this, but at least it's not like, it's just like, dude, like you got to realize that life is not bright and shiny like that. I don't know. Fuck that episode too. <laughs> you know what? Fuck that episode too. I tried to fucking rationalize I tried to rationalize a positive view on traffic in that episode and mortgages, bro. Fuck mortgages, dude. I still work for that company and fuck mortgages. You know what I mean? Like that's anyways, I just fucked that episode too. Uh, and then, uh, but 
it started a, a fun period because that's when I had a lot of time to work on the podcast and I had a YPQ on and YPQ that episode again I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to cover the episodes where I had people on because there's so many and so many influential ones and they're all really good of course but that episode is the first time that that I had put sounds into the editing and that opened up a whole new entertainment style and uh, it takes a lot longer to edit now but I think the they're much more um the attention grabbing I think uh, and it's a little flashy it's a little uh it's a little cheap to use that but I think they do if you, if you think about it that way if I'm using it that way then yes but I think also it adds a little spice and uh and uh, a little bit of noise and I don't know it's just kind of fun and for that YPQ episode I was also one of those episodes where I had been brewing on a concept for a while about learning and I was talking with somebody who really had no idea what they were getting into with it. Um, it, it happened with the dissecting dreaming with Denning, where Denning kind of just came on and was just like a voice that I bounced these ideas off of. Same with YPQ, Mr. Uh, Quincy. Uh, <laughs> Quincy, dude, I I love you, man. And I'm so glad you let me come on and just like throw those ideas out to you. Um, but it was a, it was a crucial point, a turning point where I added sounds and uh, made things more entertaining for me. Uh, and for, it's funny, I literally said that naturally, it should be for the audience, but again, this podcast is solely for me, uh, but yeah, and, and so what happened, and then the whole, the shit hit the fan with the, with the roommate, and I realized this was a bad situation, and I'd be paying two rent to the whole thing, and I took some time off, and I, I learned a lot, and I grew up, and I'm still naive and young, but that period was um, very crucial to to take off. And I think you can immediately tell on the next check-in that I started, came back with a bang. It was fucking standing up again. This episode is the shit. I love this episode. Wagwan. Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. We're back and better than ever, baby. Has happened in the past few months that I've been gone. Started with the freaking what happened and the noises came back. Wait, 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 wait. It was so good. And freaking, I didn't even, I danced around the cat lady topic because I was still processing it. Still processing it today, by the way. But it was like I was able to convey some sort of sadness and some sort of realness with it. And still had this amazing story where I filled my car with kerosene. And that was a real, those were real people that helped me, and, and they were, it was just such a good story. I articulated my thoughts and ideas about the whole situation. Um, there's a little thing that I do where I feel like people are listening regularly, and I try to be like, yo, like, you know, I'm sorry that I'm not coming out with episodes consistently, or sorry for the quality or whatever. Fuck that guy. I'm, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Uh, nobody, this, nobody listens to this podcast <laughs> besides like three people. I mean, there's a decent amount of people that you shouldn't listen to this podcast. Don't listen to the podcast. It's not a good podcast. It's, but it, <laughs> this, I, 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 I just did it. It was, I came back and it was exactly what I needed to to bring me back into the consistency and to bring me back into why I did it. 
And my brother actually said, man, I, I enjoyed that episode. You, that was a, such a good episode. And because there was a story, of it, but it was fun. It was fun to listen to and it was fun to make. So yeah, that episode is the shit. And I, that was actually surprisingly like the last check-in. I mean, that was months ago. That was the beginning of summer. I've been through so much more since then, but it's the stuff I'm mostly going through now is um, emotional and I think there is some relatability in that way, but I think I'm still processing a lot of the emotion, and I don't know how to make it relatable because I just come across as sad boy when I talk about it, which nobody wants to hear sad boy. You know, I don't want to hear sad boy. If I, next year, or episode 200, if I go back and listen to everything, it's like, fuck that guy, you know? Uh, but I don't want to put people in their feels. I don't want to do that. I want this podcast to be something that you listen to when you miss me (laughs) or when you need a little, uh, I don't know what I want this podcast to be. It's become its own beast at this point. And the the comics have all come on and spoken their piece and changed it in a way that I actually really enjoy. The entertainment value has gone up for sure. Uh, I did want to, to go through a couple of honorable mentions throughout the podcast of so those were like check-in episodes, but I did a, a few episodes with just me that were more skit-based or we'll, we'll just break it down. So there's this one that I came out, episode 50, original content with an original gangster. I fuck with this episode. I It was episode 50. I wanted to make it a big deal. I made a poem. I made a short story. And that short story was real as fuck, if you ask me. Like That was a short story based on my shitty, shitty experience at the Kroger Warehouse. And I, I fucked that story up, dude. I should stop swearing so much, but I am, <laughs> it's funny, I'm allowing myself to get excited about these things that I'm proud of. And it's funny, I should look at it the way that I just said, where I should realize that they are coming from a screen of a bit of a high right now. I guess you could say that I'm uh, on a bit of a high. It doesn't feel like a high. It doesn't feel as high as the other one did. Probably for the best, because we saw how that turned out. But yeah, anyways, the original content with an OG, that was just a story that was real, and it was well-written, and it was great. I think you should check that one out. It's real short, too. Um, and then there's like a funny story at the back end of it, which was a weird story, for sure. I say cunt in it, which is kind of fun if you ask me but it's fine (laughs) also around that time period i did this uh donnie darko script reading which isn't original content but that took so long to record that is such a cool thing i don't i don't know if you guys have ever listened to any other podcast that read a script but i read the whole entire script i edited that and i pushed that out in a week dude i was like stressing about how quick i was trying to get that out um so i wanted to drop that one there if you ever want to like listen to a movie uh, Donnie Darko script, it's out there for you, and I do voices, and it's fun, and, you know, it's a great movie, and, uh, don't let all that work go to waste. <laughs> Another one during this time period, interview for Thread magazine with, uh, Hannah Pridemore, so technically this is with a person, however, I started out asking about her a little bit, but it was as people didn't understand, she was interviewing me for her magazine, Thread, and uh, I guess I didn't uh, display that well enough, but she asked me, and, and it, it was a very uh, good, reflective, it gives you a better idea of why I started the podcast, and 
what the podcast was supposed to be about. It, it's kind of like this episode, but much better because she asked the questions and they were all uh, on the spot and they came out so well for some reason. Like that was, it was really good. And, and I, there's so many quotes that I think from that episode have a lot of meaning to me. And I think a lot of meaning to the people that probably listen to this podcast. I don't know. It's definitely a good one. Check that one out. And then why the pressure to improve? So this is the one, so this is much later after Interview for Thread. Why the Pressure to Improve was one of the ones that I did when I first came back, and I wasn't being super consistent with podcasting, but I didn't know that many people, and I had to come up with concepts by myself, and I was in this place where I was depressed, but I was in Philly depressed, and I was feeling the energy, but I was... I was feeling the energy of the city, but I was, I was resisting it. And it does feel like there's pressure to keep up with the city as opposed to in Ohio. I don't know. I, I'm still, this is one of the bigger conflicts that I'm still dealing with. The conflict of how much time and effort do you want to put towards being productive versus how much do you give yourself for being productive? How much relaxation and credit do you give yourself for all the work that you put out? And so why the pressure to improve was I had been through that whole situation with the crazy cat lady. I had moved into Philly. I had been doing stand-up and it was rough. Like it was hard and I was, the job was getting intense and I, it was just a lot going on. And so I was depressed, tired, but I was in taking a lot of good content. And I don't think you should, I don't know. If you want to listen to that episode, you could. And it would make you think. You'd probably need to pause it a few times. You'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? Because uh, I was kind of speeding through all these concepts and ideas. But I think I think that was the start of something that I really enjoyed. I, I had created a concept, a, a theory of why I was depressed and why life has meaning. It was very philosophical. And I like that, that side of myself a lot. Um, anyways, I tried really hard with that episode. There was a lot in there. And I think that's why it's so confusing. I personally really enjoy it because I, I can follow it because I've seen everything and know what I'm talking about. But I can definitely understand if you don't have any clue what I'm trying to say, how it would come across as confusing, but really like that episode. So those are the mostly honorable mentions. And then, uh, episode I did not not too long ago, Ode to 2021, just a quick 10-minute episode, very, I, I put that episode out, and I listened to it for myself, like, probably, like, 20 times, like, it's an encapsulation of what I had been through, through 2021, and there's a lot, I've been through quite a bit, and uh, even the beginning of 2022, but that episode helped me take a step back and understand. Um, very artistic. Uh, starts out with rhymes. And I like the kind of casual... It starts out with rhymes and then in prose. And then it kind of... It's broken up into three acts. And it, it strays away from the rhyming towards the end. And kind of becomes disparate and scattered and... And represented me very well how I had gone through the year. And 
it inspired me. There was a little bit of hope at the end there. It ended very, very darkly and deeply, but there was just this little, little glimmer of hope. And that episode was a little pill that I needed to get me through all of January and February. And I started getting worse again at the end of February. But the warmth comes around and you realize it's the same thought pattern and ideas that you've been dealing with for the past two months and you start to figure it out a little bit more. And things aren't perfect now, um, but they're not what they were, you know? And I think that's something to be appreciated is a new thought pattern when it arrives. Another thing I learned was overthinking. I do it all the time. And when I would say, it's kind of the same way with that episode, I feel better. It's just like, all you have to say is, I feel better. You don't have to expand on why you feel better, or the concepts, or your anxieties about not feeling better, or the depression about how you felt when you weren't good. I've been writing letters, and it's like, you don't, you don't want to dwell on those things. Like, I, I was thinking too much about my emotions, and it's like, you just feel better. That's it. Like, you don't have to be any more or less than that. It doesn't have to be, I'm on my way to good. It doesn't have to be, I'm getting out of the shit. It's just, you know, today I feel better. And that's it. Maturing and growing up is weird. That's all I'll say. Because I don't want to do it without, I don't want to get into overthinking um, and, and all that good stuff. But I am different. I feel less naive, but I felt that before, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, best you can do is appreciate where you are, appreciate when you're feeling better, when you're low, listen to a good podcast, like articulate and, uh, maybe you'll relate to it and maybe you'll feel better. So yeah, I appreciate y'all for listening. hundred episodes. That ain't nothing y'all. I'm going to pat myself a little bit on the back for that one. Um, podcasting, you gotta stay consistent with it. You gotta, uh, this is me talking to myself. Keep doing it push it out quicker push it out once a week make it bigger make it better because it is your lifeline this is who you are now whether people like it or not this is you are freaking the man you know that's one of the things from the shit sandwich metaphor you know you get fed a shit sandwich the only way to not eat the shit sandwich is to remember that you're the shit dog you put out a hundred episodes of this shit that's hype as shit dude come on like 100 episodes i am so fucking like they, they have kept you sane you did it through covid you even when they were shitty episodes you still did it you know you you've met all these people you've had hundreds not yet but you will have hundreds of guests you'll you'll meet many people people want to be on your podcast you know what i mean like people like you and people people love you and people while they may not listen to the podcast every single episode i wouldn't either but you do you enjoy it they love being on it everybody loves their spotlight you know you have a a presence now you exist because of this podcast which isn't some sort of validation but it's self-validation which i think you need and you you deserve that you deserve to feel that so good job 100 episodes keep it up dude fucking 200 is just down the line when you're 200 episodes down you're gonna listen to this one and think how stupid you were and you know what 
that's absolutely fine because life is like that you, that means that's a good thing you're fucking that's that means you've changed and uh and uh you know i wish you could change quicker <laughs> i wish things were easier but here you are so fucking let's do it i'm ready 2022 i am 23 years old about to turn 24 this summer i'm living in philadelphia doing stand-up getting these out and i'm hype as shit rock climbing are you kidding me a v8 six months into rock get the fuck out of here dude anyways this is the part where i brag this is the part where i make myself feel better and uh all everybody else can fuck off so (laughs) thank you all for listening i probably rambled more Uh, fucking i'm doing it i'm doing the thing where i comment and i back fuck me so fuck you (laughs) and have a good week thank you i love you amen okay bye